What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of the 52 podcast. 52 weeks, 52 books, making every single week count. My name is Moore Milo. I'm Ralph Sinarelli. And we are super stoked to bring a book to you this week that is really straightforward, really simple, an easy read, really quick. It's called Unfuck Yourself. Title sink in? Right? Yeah, okay. got it. So it's called Unfuck Yourself. It's called. It's uh, written by Gary John Bishop, a very Scottish man. If you listen to the audiobook, his Scottish accent is a blast. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't know if it drove Ross. It was okay. <laughs> it's okay. I think it drove Ross. Locked in a, a room in Scotland, crazy. but you know, uh, it's cool. It's cool. I, 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 there were definitely moments where I was like, okay, I wish this was like in an English accent, but the quality of the information and, and the, the, yeah, the content was definitely there. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really it was quick. It was simple. It was digestible. Um, so a little background on him. He happens to be a life coach and has coached many of different, many different people from different backgrounds through crazy, incredible stuff. So he basically created a philosophy, um, which is the unfuck yourself philosophy, Mm -hmm. and wrote, put it into a book and let everyone read it and share with it. So uh, really fun stuff. Uh, Seven chapter book. It's it's really a short read. Very easy read. Audiobook was three and a half hours. Super quick. This is by far the shortest one. Uh, we've done, I think the shortest before this is always like, what, eight hours, maybe? Ten? Maybe seven, seven. Yeah, maybe at the three and a half. This was, this was a very quick one. Super quick read. So let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, so this is a very mindset-oriented book. Uh, in my opinion, Ross, I think that you could probably agree with me on that. It mostly has to do with your mindset going into what you want to create in the world. Uh, your lack, you know, lack of perseverance or, you know, not being willing to take action, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a very good foundation uh, for a great mindset to come out of this book. So what, what were the, some of the biggest things that you took? Just right off the top of your head. Top of my head, I, I think the, uh, it almost gave me the feel of not like a sports coach, but in a way that like I had the feeling like I was locked in a room with this guy and he was just trying to change my, my perception of of myself in the world in a very short amount of time. That's a great description. You know, you, he's, totally he's really that. just hammering for three and a half hours. Um, and like I said, the tone of the book is he's speaking directly to you. Truth. So when you're reading it or listening to it, it sounds like you're having a one-on-one conversation with somebody. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, good read. Um, definitely enjoyed it. But yeah, I think the fact that it was shorter, um, it was at, I think, the perfect length for what he was trying to do. Because at a certain point, it could start to feel repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. You go anywhere and you're sitting there for three, four hours. Your brain will start to wander. Your mind will wander. Makes sense. Um, so it was short. You felt like you were part of the conversation. Yeah, it, it felt like a one-on-one. It felt like you were talking to the author of the book. Beautiful. And he, he really makes you think kind of internally about you know, how certain things have affected him and how you should be looking at him and your outcome. So for those of you guys that like coaching, um, this is basically a $15 three-hour coaching session. So worth the money. Yeah. Uh, let's just jump right into it. We're going to go chapter by chapter and kind of go over some of the big topics. I am willing is the first chapter and the first topic that we're going to go over. Uh, and that I, in my opinion, I am willing and where he went with that chapter of the book all had to do with the power of me, right? If it's, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. If I'm going to take the action to create things in my world, then it will be created Mm -hmm. until I get my lazy ass out of the chair and go and do the actions that are required for me to be able to succeed. I will not be able to have that success. And, And that also comes with a, with a concept, with a vision, with, you know, understanding what you want in this world, because you could be willing to do lots of things, but if you're not willing to do the things that are going to get you to 
creating your vision in your life, then it's really worth nothing. Yeah. And, and on the other side of I am willing, he also talks about I am not willing. Right. Um, and that a lot of people can find strength from that as well. And the so way that be, each could be motivated. Yeah, so right, you yeah. could be I am, you know, I am not willing to um, stay in the same position that I currently am. Or I am not willing to do X, Y, and Z. You can also find strength in that the same way that you can say I am willing to attempt something new or, or kind of expand my horizon. So you can look at it in either way. Um, so there's always, like I said, I am willing and I am not willing. So and there'll be different motivators, right? Yeah, and there are different times where you'll want to use each one. Um, and some people just find more strength in using one versus the other. So it's, a, it's good to have your options. Absolutely. And it's interesting to see that uh, the Gary John Bishop actually has a very interesting look at negative and positive mm-hmm. perceptions of the way that we look at things. Um, like, for example, in most training scenarios, most coaches will never give you the negative side of things to, to like, I am not willing. Yeah. How can that be a motivator, right? But in this particular contrary case, that I am not willing concept is actually a very powerful motivator and can show you that if you're not willing to do something, then that's not your vision. You get to go look yourself in the mirror and say, what am I willing to do? What steps am I willing to take to create massive impact in my world? Because if I'm not willing to do these things that I thought that I wanted to do, then obviously that's not what you want yeah. and you should change your path. Agreed. So super cool. Really cool way to, to look at a contrary negative, negative, quote unquote yeah. negative, right? Outlook on things and turn it and flip it into something that is very empowering. And it was a great way to start the book because it really kind of lets you take a moment and understand where you are currently in your life and understand things that you want to fix or change. So when you're going through the rest of the book, you already have some ideas of, of kind of what you're looking to, to change in your life, essentially. Yeah, no, love it. Yeah, so Absolutely. definitely a great start. Uh, second chapter he went through was called I'm Wired to Win. Um, I thought this was a pretty great chapter um, because he's pretty much saying, you know, you have a lot more potential, I think, than a lot of people give themselves credit for. Some mm-hmm. people will take you know, negative feedback or or negative thoughts based on their current situation. Um, But he's saying that everyone has it in them. It's just up to you if you are going to continue to work forward and try to grow on that. What did you think? You know, Wired to Win comes back to a concept that I've learned through my trainings that I really like, I really love. uh, And you've heard me say it a million times, the universe will conspire in your favor. It's literally my favorite thing in the world. And shout out to Chris Lee. Um... He is a great trainer, a great coach, um, and actually taught me that. So I'm very, very happy to, to have that piece in my arsenal. But um, the universe will conspire in your favor, in my opinion, is an outlook that if you go and put the effort in, you will get something out of it. Now, with him, I am wired to win. He actually, funny enough, says that the universe doesn't conspire or, or go against you. Right, it's you are you already have all the tools to create the universe conspiring in your favor, right? So if you take those tools and you put them into action, right, and you are willing to do whatever it takes to use those tools to create that vision, then the universe will stand back and allow you to create massive wins and victories mm-hmm. in your life. So it really depends on which way you want to look at it. I personally like to think that the universe is conspiring in my favor. I enjoy that, uh, but that's a contrary look at my my philosophy mm-hmm. that actually has a very, very similar impact. So what are your thoughts on that that philosophy and where, where he's going with that? I mean, I agree. It's, it's one of those things where, like you said, you know, if you're using, you have this toolbox of skills and if you're able to really take the time to try to utilize all of them, you're going to be in a strong position for success and a mm. strong position to win. 
Um, it's really just, you know, giving you that idea to let you know that you are capable of it. Um, and then when he ha once you kind of have that understanding of the toolbox, the next thing he talks about is saying, I got this. And this is something that, I mean, if you've played a lot of sports or I'm sure you've said this to yourself sometime in your life, I'm sure you have as well. Sure. When you're going into anything, you could be trying to bungee jump for the first time. You could be doing a lot of different stuff. And you can be saying, you know what, I got this. It's going to be okay. That's kind of what he's saying. Now that you know, like if you're skydiving, the I'm wired to win is you have the parachute. You know, if you have the I got this, that means that I got this. I'm going to jump out this plane. So you're going to be able to keep going. So it's kind of just building on. He's got seven chapters, and each one builds upon the last one. And in my opinion, I got this as the mental capacity to see that you are willing and that you have the tools to win, right? So it's it's beautiful how he lays out the mm -hmm. book. I completely agree. Uh, and with I got this, it's like it's all about that confidence of knowing that, you know what? What's the worst that could happen, right? Like, I am going to go and do this because I am willing, because I am wired to do it, and because it's what I want. Yeah. You know, so 100%, I got this, guys. It's rather self-explanatory. If you don't believe in yourself by now, it's time to start looking in the mirror and believing in yourself. But, you know, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that simple. You got it. It's, it's all about you at this point, right? Yeah, and like I said, you, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be able to get out of your own way, and you also have to be able to push yourself to new levels. So it's... it's which like leads so us into the next chapter, which is embrace uncertainty, right? So uh, when you go on a journey of any kind... Any type of journey that you go on, you will face uncertainties. Anything that is worthwhile in life will create obstacles. But you need to embrace the fact that uncertainty is the one constant that you will always have. Right? It's death, taxes, and uncertainty. They're, mm -hmm. all, they're always going to be there. They're not going to go away. So if you can embrace the concept of uncertainty and empower yourself to work through and use those tools that you've been wired to win with and you are willing to go the extra mile, then those uncertainties will become clear. Those obstacles will be hurdled over. But without the outlook of, I got this, without the confidence, without the willingness to go the extra mile, you'll never know if you were able to create clarity out of that uncertainty and overcome the obstacles that were in your way. Yeah, and this is something that, you know, we talk about a lot, which is, you know, we love that getting feedback. You know, we always look for the negative feedback more than the positive because that's where you kind of grow. So same with this. If you're not certain about something, you just have to get your feet in the water. You just have to start testing. And then, you know, like I said, you got this. You have all the tools in your toolbox. You're wired to win. All these skills that you have inherently and you have inside are going to help propel you forward. So you really need to be able to get out there because if you stop, if you have the first three steps and then you get to you don't embrace that uncertainty, you might stop right there. You might have everything ready, but you don't actually leave. You don't leave your house. You don't get out there. So you need to be able to accept it and embrace it. And that's the only way you're going to be able to continue growing. And we are the kings of the segue today because it is nuts. This is perfect because it leads into chapter five, which is I am not my thoughts. I am what I do, which is so funny that you bring up all the, the, the action mm -hmm. and the thought plan. So beautiful stuff, right? So like in Ross's example, right? If you don't get out of the house, if you do step A, B, and C, but you don't do step D to get you out of the house, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what thoughts or what intentions that you had before you walked out of your house to get those things done because you didn't follow through. What that means is people see your actions. Your actions are what matters in the overall landscape of the world that you live in, right? So if you have all of these thoughts that are running through your head, but you're not putting them to pavement and putting the gas down on the gas pedal and supporting yourself and creating more action that flows through A, B, and C into D, into E, so on and so forth, 
then it's all for naught. It's all just sitting in your head. And that's the biggest thing we always talk about is action. You know, you we always say, you know, base this on our results because that's the only thing that ever speaks for anything. So if you don't, if you're not able to get out there, not able to start working, not able to, to keep grinding, you're going to be stuck. And like I said, the problem with a lot of the stuff you hear in this book is if you get to each level, each one is a true step. You go up and then you have a spot to plateau. You need to be able to continue moving. So each one really builds on itself because if you don't, like I said, don't get out there, there will be no <coughs> growth for you. Um, and then like I said, once you get out there, we, uh, you know, are we, I don't know if we're taking good credit for this or if we should give it to the book, but the segues right now Dude, are, on are point. phenomenal. On point. Because now, Fire. once you're out there, the next chapter is I am relentless. Right, there you go. And this is something we talked about. Even well, I in gotta our book- say, Gary, Gary, you know, I didn't notice how well he laid this whole thing out until I'm looking at this table of contents right in front of me, and I'm like, wow, like I'm really well yeah. put together. And this comes, this I am relentless almost comes into what we read last week with Richard Branson. Sure. Um, which is it's not the size of the, the dog in the fight, but the size, the size of the, of the fight in the, the dog. dog. So a lot of overlapping themes here. Uh, but this is something I think that is one of the more important chapters in the book because this is where a lot of people will lose it sure you can do everything right but it's all about persistence and you have to be able to get back up i mean more and i have started multiple businesses together where we're very good at pivoting we get knocked down we get back up we keep moving you have to be able to take the punches and keep moving Shoot, we're having pivoting don't. conversations as we speak today Literally today we had uh, we've had all sorts of fun yeah we always are looking to, to optimize and improve and sometimes you have to shift a little bit harder than others but, I mean, it really is. You have to be relentless. Yeah, if you are not going to keep trying, fighting, and dying for it, then don't even start it. Because if you think, I'm going to launch it, it's going to be easy, I'm going to make a million dollars, quit. You're not going to do it. And I There's think no that, way. I think you best, have to understand that it takes small steps to get there. And I think the most beautiful example that he used was actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, as you may or may not know, uh, one of the, if not the most popular and well-renowned bodybuilders mm-hmm. in the world, a very famous actor, the governor of California at one point in time, and also a immigrant from Austria that barely knew English when he came to this country. So he, it's a beautiful thing that he puts together, the, the, this relentless attitude that Schwarzenegger had to building his language skills, to building his body, to creating, you know, affluence in his world via, you know, personal presence, and then creating political change through being a governor. And the most beautiful way to describe it is that, you know, let's say, for example, you have a fitness goal and you want to get in the gym and you want to lose some weight. Anyone that has been in a gym before knows that if you walk into a gym one time and do a 30-minute workout, your body doesn't change. But why? But why? I know. (laughs) Don't we wish? We wish. I wish I could walk into the gym for 30 minutes one day of my week and have a six-pack for the rest of my life. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. And the, the thought of relentlessness, right? Focus on the little steps to get you to the big actions. And the breakdown, the beautiful analogy here with Arnold Schwarzenegger is the, the comparison of him bodybuilding, mm-hmm. right? You don't start with a beautiful body. You work towards a beautiful body over months and years worth of work. And it starts with every single repetition that you do in the gym. When you start with your biceps and you focus on every curl, on every contraction of every muscle, and then you move to every body part of your body so you can ensure that those contractions are happening throughout your body. Mm -hmm. And then you do it four to six times a week over a long period of time. 
And do you see the, the results immediately? No. Will you see the results in a month? You'll start. You'll see progress. It'll build. Progress is the name of the game. In order to create success, you have to be relentless in seeking progress. Massively important because it does take a step-by-step method to get to that success that you want. Yeah. So when you're looking at your business, when you're looking at your relationships, your family, whatever it may be, whatever goal that you have in place, focus on the little actions that get you to the bigger goal. Mm-hmm. And we always say the same thing as well. You know, we always say the short-term goals lead to long-term success. Absolutely. You know, you have to be able to set your day, your week, and your month, but don't start looking at the month. You need to break it all the way down into sure. small, accomplishable goals. Absolutely. And if you can do all those, you will be on the right path. So yeah, be relentless. Don't be scared. Take that uncertainty. Keep moving forward. And just keep working. And, and that's actually, all I think really do. Funny enough that we bring bring back other books that we've talked about, the Lean Startup. You know, yeah. I, I believe episode three or episode four, something, like that, something yeah. along that, like along those lines. Um, very much about the granular day to day process of growing every day and, and creating measurable results. Right, measurable results in measurable amounts of time. So be relentless. Create small, actionable goals to get you to the big picture. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And and to go to the final chapter, it's I expect nothing and I accept everything. And I think the big key from this is you are owed nothing. Yep. You are owed zero. This is something that a lot of people don't understand. But at the end of the day, you can only make of it what you make of it. If you are not willing to work, if you are unwilling, as he says in his book, for certain things, You need to be able to take all the steps that he gets in this book, understand that you are starting at the same place as everybody else. You may have better education than somebody, you may have worse, but it's all going to come down to all the intangibles, all the other, the work you put in, the relentlessness, the time you want to put into it, and that's going to get you the best success. You know, the smartest people in the world aren't the most successful. It's going to be the people that work the hardest. Um, I just got back from a trip in Italy and on the flight, I downloaded on Netflix about Bill Gates. It was uh, a three-piece oh, on... Oh, the documentary. Yeah, on, I'm, on, I'm very excited to see On that. Bill Gates' yeah. thing. And Bill Gates, the, the one thing to notice with him is, first off, incredibly smart. Like, just Brilliant out of his mind. Yeah, sure. But his answer to almost anything is work harder. He is a true workaholic. He's a problem solver. And that's where he attributes most of his success is that he's known for doing long nights back to back to back to back to back. Because, like I said, he knows that he didn't expect anything. He came from a a good family. But his real thing is he was relentless. He understood that he can only get there if he outworks people. Even though he's incredibly smart. He could just sit back and be, oh, I'm smart. I can do whatever I want. Sure. He'd have a great career, but would he be one of the richest people in the world? No. If you want to be that 1%, you have to outwork the 99. Simple as that. So, like I said, I expect nothing and I accept everything. Take everything that comes in. Uh, into you with a grain of salt keep working get that feedback and grow from it yeah and another example of a a human being the beings that go out and do that type of work and and look at their their success with that mindset for example elon musk yeah the way that he created paypal is him and his his partner were going back and forth running 12 hour shifts so that they go to work for another eight hours and sleep four in the meantime So, you know, it's just a matter of being able to put in the work, being willing to know that this is your vision and you're going to do anything to make it happen. 
Yeah. Um, and with that, I mean, that really was a great summary of the book. I Final think thoughts? Did what, do you, what did you think of it? What, what would you break what did it down? I, how could I break it down? It was very mindset-oriented. It was very foundational, um, in my opinion. I've done a lot of work, and so have you, so I'm very interested to know what your thoughts are. Uh, it is a great foundational starting point for anyone in their journey looking to take on a new mindset um, and have a great you know start to take it from somewhere you know your mindset you're you're going to continue to build and grow mm-hmm. with your mindset and, and sometimes you have to relearn things like for example there was a lot in this book that I relearned that it brought brought uh, different ideas into my mind in different ways which I really appreciated there were also new things that I learned in the book um, so for the most part, I am a, I'm, I'm, I'm thumbs up on this one. Uh, I'm a fan and, uh, I like the way that he narrates himself, um, it's through his writing, you know, it's very in your face. Yeah. It's very personal. It's conversational it's as well. Absolutely. Very conversational. It, you feel like Ross said in the beginning, uh, of our show, it, it feels like he's having a one-on-one coaching call with you for three hours yeah. if you read the if you listen to the audiobook. And what I'm assuming that if you read it, you're also going to have that type of language that really kind of reaches out to you and grabs you as mm-hmm. a person uh, in a coaching environment. Yeah. What about you? You know, I liked it. And like I said, I, I did feel like I, I just envisioned myself being almost like locked in a room with a Scottish guy, <laughs> you know, for three hours. And he's just trying to, you know, break you down to your core and, and just see what he can get. Um, I thought this book was a very good starter book. This is definitely not as in-depth as like Think and Grow Rich, which is a lot of the same things that overlap. Um, because this is the same thing as, as Think and Grow Rich in the sense that it's talking a lot about psychology. Mm. Uh, more so, it talks a lot about the conscious and subconscious, mm-hmm. which has been a theme of a lot of the books we've been reading, which I didn't expect in the beginning. Um, but a lot of it is understanding how the subconscious is a lot more powerful than you may assume because it's not something that you are normally thinking about. Uh, but I think it's a, an incredible starter book. I don't think... If we're talking about some of the other ones being, you know, advanced or intermediate, this one's definitely beginner level. But I think that was what was nice about it was it wasn't as in-depth as crazy. It was a little bit of surface level, but it got just deep enough to let you start to examine your own life. I think it was and serious it can, but entertaining. Yeah, right? it can create it's it's got enough that you can definitely see a change in yourself and create action from it. Um, but not so in-depth like Think and Grow Rich where you know, you're you're eight hours into the subconscious and he's still going on on a very scientific level. This is, like you said, like a coach having a one-on-one conversation mm-hmm. with you. So overall, I would recommend it. Like I said, short book, three and a half hour audio book. Um, very easy to get through. Um, definitely shortest one we've done so far. For all of you with stories about time that you don't have enough time to do so on and so forth, this is three hours. Three you can, hours. If you if you watch one episode of television a day, you can finish this book in a week. Yeah. If you're if you got a favorite show that you binge, just take two days off because I guarantee you you're doing two hours a night like it's nothing. Oh, 100%. just do one more episode. So shed okay. that time conversation that you guys live with because it's it's getting it's in the way of your success. Yeah. So. So, all in all, like I said, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we are going to be putting the Oh, Rossi, full are you list. signing off today? I'm going to pass Rossi's it back. Rossi, I'm passing it pass back. It back? Okay. I'm going to lateral this back to you. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be putting the full list of um, this month's books. Yeah. Get the whole thing up for you. We've been going back and forth between a few different books, trying to understand which ones we really um, want you guys to, to listen to and read, and also taking a lot of the feedback and suggestions Absolutely. from other people. So we're going to be putting that up. Um, I'm going to toss it to Moore and, and let him 
So guys, the final for thank you. Thank you again for joining us on episode seven. Follow, follow, follow. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Stay with us. Comment, post. Let us know what you guys want to see because we want to bring it to you. Uh, all we want more than anything is to bring you guys value. So just let us know how we can do that. Uh, and also give us feedback on what your thoughts are of our uh, our show and our podcast and the the posts that we're putting on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, and if you guys want to see something different there, let us know. We can make adjustments. Yeah, we'll have all of it. And also, like I said, we want to thank our sponsors for this one. Key Light LA, if you guys need any marketing service, um, we'll have the link there. They've been our sponsor since the beginning. It's uh, more and I's company as well. So we have a lot of other people that we work with. So if you need anything for social media and stuff like that, let social us know. Social media, content creation. We can do any type, basically any type of digital marketing, uh, graphic arts, whatever you guys need. We have a team of people in place to support you guys and us and creating incredible stuff for you. And then we also have a little passion project we're working on called Sustainable uh, Savior it's a completely, uh, it's a new line that's going to be all made from recycled materials, anything from backpacks to bags, clutches, home decor, um, a lot of stuff that's really neat, you know, helping the, to fight climate change and get some more awareness. We donate a dollar for every purchase. Um, currently, we're donating to the World Wildlife Foundation. Um, so a little passion project we have on the side, that's sustainablesavior.com. Check it out. Um, we're putting new stuff up every day. We're just playing around and taking a lot of the thoughts, but yeah, we're out here. We're doing a lot of different things. Feel free to, to message us on our own pages or, like I said, hit us up on um, the 52 podcast. At the 52. And um, we'll see what we can do to help you out. If you have questions about your business, we're here to answer them for you. And a bar side note, guys, uh, all of the products that we're selling on um, the Sustainable Savior are fully vegan. They're all 100% recyclable. They're all 100% handmade. And because of the materials that are being used to create these products, they're all 100% unique. They all have similar styles in regards to what uh, what materials are being used to create the products, which is super cool. But not a single product will be the same. Yeah. Every single one is handmade. Every single one will have different, you know, different a different feel and a different uh, look to it because of the materials that we use. It's really, really cool stuff. Supports the environment. Supports the World Wildlife Foundation. Check us out, Survivor. Um, excuse me, sustainable, <laughs> sustainable survivor.com. Uh, so check us out, please. We really want to t- uh, try to give back. And with that being said, thanks for joining us on the 52 podcast, 52 weeks, 52 books, making every single week count. This is episode seven. Catch us next week for another incredible book review. My name is more Milo. I'm Ross Anarelli. Have an incredible day. Take care.